every people have their own uh, journey in terms of entrepreneurship and how they enter this world. And uh, in some cases, uh, like what Dr. Subban mentioned, uh, some of the people, actually the students, uh, once they graduate, they, some of them will be encouraged to enter the entrepreneurship world. So in my case, I'm slightly different. I enter the world of entrepreneurship in a very late age. So, so that's a different story. But anyway, maybe I would like to share with you uh, what's happening before the, the COVID strikes and uh, what's happening now. So uh, actually, the, the, the talk that I would like to give is being divided into, into three parts. Uh, part one is about uh, the product development journey. Uh, this is where I started off to understand about product development and then enter the real uh, entrepreneurship journey is in part two. But because due to time factor, maybe I'm not ha uh, have the time to talk about the journey in the marketing and the branding part of my organization. Yeah. So maybe maybe in the future, maybe we'll have more time about that. But uh, again, uh, Alhamdulillah, up to today now, uh, as a company, the current uh, existing company, we have won as a Malaysia's Best IoT Startup Award in 2019 uh, by uh, ASEAN Rice Bowl. Huh? So how do we achieve towards this? Uh, like what uh, uh, Mr. Swami mentioned, that I have these worlds from academic and industry. So in the first 10 years, I've been in the academia as a lecturer and associate professor. I've been working in that area for 10 years in academics, so teaching students and all that. And then uh, when I joined to the industry, uh, especially in the Southcom and Return IFT, for about nearly 15 years in that area. Uh, and as in the government, I've been working in MIMOS for about eight years in a research organization. Uh, and now I think it's more than four years, about four years as an entrepreneurship, real entrepreneurship. So this is the, the, the journey of my life. So. Uh, maybe some of you will start from the early part, but I become the, the entrepreneur in the late part of the, my age. So uh, what happened is that I've never thought in my life, uh, all my life to become a, a CEO of any organizations. Uh, I've always thought about myself to become only a CTO, never become a CEO. But uh, things have changed. So this is something that I would like to share with you. In the part one of my journey, it's all about the product development. It started off very early age. You know, uh, the early age means that uh, when I'm still very small as a young kid, I always follow my, my father, who is not an engineer, but he's able to repair televisions and radios and electronics. So I will see that he have these uh, books and he reads about these books by himself. I'm not sure he didn't have a formal education, but yet he's able to repair television. So I follow him to... Uh, to, to the electronic shops and he will get this circuit diagram of a certain television model and then he will repair the TV. So I'm very, quite, quite impressed with that sort of skills and talent. Uh, that's where uh, I think, I believe I, I joined the universities and, and you know, uh, be in the technology world. The first one will be in the UTM as a Bachelor of Electrical Engineering. So again, in PhD in telecommunications world in 1993. So uh, that was my part of my journey. So, but most of the time, after I graduated, I feel that there must be a better way of contributing to the academia. And is there a way for me to embark on R&D? So that year, it was, we, we focused very much, we are transforming the, the, the telecommunication world from analog into digital. So if some of you might remember, there is what we call the technology of RSDN, Integrated Services Digital Network, RSDN. 
So the speed is only 64 kilobit. Eh? Not like today, we have like megabit and gigabit speed. It's only 64 kilobit per second uh, digital era. So we thought that, can we build a, a exchange? Maybe not a big exchange. We build a PABX, private exchange. So in the campus. So we don't have any idea of how to build it. But we just based on uh, uh, certain uh, uh, IC diagram from uh, data book. So from Mitel, we use the chip. We look at the whole circuit and try to, uh, what you call that, reverse engineer and build our own switching system. The question is, during that time, when we do this, this thing, we feel that there's a lot of big gaps. First, we don't have any industrial experience in any product development. It was a very early days in a very small research group. So we don't have any industrial experience about what exactly the whole component of building and a, a PABX uh, required. We didn't realize that the PABX is so extensive with very big circuitry and uh, the manpower needs to be developed is so huge. So it cannot be done by you know, a, a very small team of people. So the scale of the project is very huge. So we, we see that at that time, uh, if you remember, there is NEC, there is Ericsson Exchange. And then there is, during that time, there is also the Korean. They also build their own uh, switching system. Now today we have seen that Korea have their own switching system in-house. It's the same time. It's about around 1980-something. Malaysia is trying, there's no one in Malaysia is trying to build their own switching system. And we are trying to do that. And at the same time in Korea, they have started to do their building their own switching system. And now they have, they have, they have theirs, but <laughs> still in Malaysia, we don't have our own switching system. Eh? Uh, so it was a very ambitious project. Uh, we didn't realize that, you know, how a prototype with a very small circuit can be built into a real switching system that's going to be commercial. Yeah. And building a product in the universities, actually you require a good teamwork together. You need research group. You cannot work in uh, silos. So you need people with different background, different expertise to come together in uh, building something. So you, you, you have a team of researchers. You, then you have a team of students building the, 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 the prototype, for example. So from one single component, what happened is that we build from... Uh, telephone and then we build from the exchange side so we connect this these two together yeah and then after that we feel that uh i left the the universities and entered the uh, the corporate world which is cellcom this is my telco journey so in cellcom we feel that there must be a way for us to do uh build our own product i was in the r d organizations and we feel that uh, can we build something for the organization? And uh, one of the things that uh, since we don't have enough manpower, we want to create a community of developers. And we feel that uh, you see that there's a lot of applications being built by uh, the developer outside the third party. They use SMS, MMS, you know, during that particular time. But they have difficulty on... Uh, selling their solutions or even uh, integrating their system into the back end of the telco, for example, for billing system and all that. So now what we did is that 
we have a platform we build with several interfaces to connect to the the OSS to the backend system with the SMS, the MS, MMS, and also the billing system, so that the people outside there can create more applications, yeah, building more applications. That is one of the big big projects that we have been doing. But there are other things that we have been doing in the the R and D in the telco. Uh, one of the things that uh, telco have these two kind of businesses. Uh, whether we want to target for the B2C business, which is for the consumer, we develop a solutions for the consumer, or we want to develop a solutions meant for an organization, a big organization, the business side. And during that time, maybe the technology is not like now what we have today, like internet and all that. So uh, we only have SMS, MMS, and GPRS. So it was too early. I don't, 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 don't laugh about this, but that was a very too early stage. Yeah. Uh, during one one point, you see the SMS is only within one telco. The moment you have interconnect, then you can have more traffic with, between intertelco. Uh, so the same thing happens to MMS. If you remember, if some of you might remember MMS is multimedia messaging service. So it's an image or, or a video that you can send. Nowadays, it's so WhatsApp is is overtaking a lot of other things. So GPRS is the the, the highest speed at the time. The talent is insufficient to develop everything in house. So still, I think talent is very important in building a, a consistent, a continuous product. And solving the questions whether we want to solve these internal problems or we want to solve this for creating new products. So internal problems mean there are issues within the telco uh, in some of the operational issues. Should we able solve the problem within the telco or we create a new product which is not related to the telco, but we create new products that we can offer this to the, to the user. Okay, that's another journey when I joined uh, MIMOS. When I joined MIMOS, the focus is meant for doing research. So totally within the, 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 the eight years within the organization, I'm very much responsible in building a wireless research cluster. So the research is, uh, there's a research group, there's a, another group called the development group. The research group looks at more the fundamental part uh, the protocols, the algorithms uh, being designed within the research group, but the development side will focus more on developing the real product. So I'm more focusing on the research side. So when I'm doing research, the, 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 the projects being covered is very vast. So trying to look into IPv6, wireless sensor network, WiMAX, 6 pan IoT, you name it. So uh, the achievement is quite good in terms of research prototypes in terms of research prototypes and also the number of closures ip disclosures and also the number of patterns but the main problem is still we need to turn the the uh, the, the this pattern this research prototypes into product yeah so one of the projects that we are quite proud of is when we started off building solutions via uh, through uh, what you call YY. Some of you might remember that it's y, YY is a wireless hotspot with a WiMAX uh, backhaul. Huh? So having a small uh, access point covering uh, certain areas, especially in the kampung areas, and then we connect that with a relay, a mesh. And then from there, we have uh, a much bigger vision to connect all this these hot zones in mesh area uh, into a metronet. 
and later we feel that can we incorporate uh, what you call that uh, IoT sensors and attach it and connect the sensors to to ex to extract data from within the the the, the vicinity. Yeah. So now we have a gateway that connects to sensors, connect to mesh, uh, Wi-Fi, and then everything is meshed together. So we have coverage all over. That's our vision during that particular time. So, uh, so it has been covered quite, quite some in, in many of these uh, publicity. So this is the, the MIMOS YY that we accessed. So that was in, 19, in early 2000. Yeah. So it, it was very early days when WiMAX is still the thing. Eh? There's no, uh, what we call that, there's no uh, 4G network. Uh, it's only uh, YY, it's only WiMAX network. Eh? And then from a simple uh, hotspot uh, access point, we, we feel that we can create product variants. So we started to think about their roadmap of building a relay. We have a wireless hybrid, which have different backhaul connectivity protocol. We want to make that into a point-to-point -point, uh, uh, transmission. We have want to become it, put a bridge, we put a gateway, IoT gateway, put a GPS, we put make it match. So it's so many things in our mind, just within one particular product. But there's still this, this thing that we need to learn. A lot of things that we, we are doing during that period. Okay. So one of the things that uh, we got to understand that from research to product to commercialization, it takes a very long period of time. It's very costly thing. So the moment you have, you have your product prototype to turn that into a, from research into a product, it may be cost you 10, 10 times. And maybe from the real product to make it to a commercialization, it might cost you a lot more because you need to do a marketing and, and all that. Yeah. And then we have created a lot of patterns. The question is why the pattern is on the shelf, meaning it's not being used and built into a product. We can be proud having patterns, generated patterns, hundreds or thousands of patterns. But if the pattern sits on the shelf, it doesn't give you any value. So we need to turn the pattern into a real product. Whatever algorithm that you have built, maybe we should embed that with a product per se. So you can see a physical product or something which is can be can be offered. Huh? So the, the the problem is that we have these two teams. We have the research group, we have the development group. The research is being focused, generating so much uh, novelty, and the development team cannot cope up with all the novelty, you know, all the things that you have built into a, a product. Sometimes they only take one pattern and put that into a product. So then you might have another five or 10 or 100 patterns still on the shelf. So the development cycle takes a longer time to, to turn that into product. That's why you might have that patterns to be on the shelf. So because of the two heads, they might have their own priorities. So they might focus on one uh, work area KPI and you are being hanged with your another KPI producing research. Okay, so that's why a lot of times you see that uh, research cannot be turned into commercialization because of that factor. There's a, still a gap of people to turn it into a real product. And when the process is too process oriented, too many gates process, uh, unlike today, if you are an entrepreneur, you're very agile. So you can make decision very fast. But if you're in a big organization, 
it, it become a very slow, tedious process to get people signed off and all that for every gate. Huh? And then there is the strap of Osborne effect. If you understand Osborne effect is that Osborne happens is that when they, 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 they launch a product, a computer, and then uh, before they, they sell the computer to the market, you know, widely, they have, they have released their second product or they have informed to the customers that they have the Osborne too. So when people in the public knows that you have a better computer uh, next upcoming, they will not buy the first computer. So the same thing when we didn't realize when we talk about our roadmap to other people, the people will say that, hey, I don't want to purchase your current product. I want to wait for your next product. So when you develop your next product and you inform others that you have another better product, people will still waiting for that product. So that's why like Apple, they keep their, their product roadmap very secret, well, well kept, and you don't know exactly when they will launch it. So people will buy your current product until, you know, uh, become matured. And again, I think the, the big problem is that we cannot gauge the size of the project. It's too big for us to chew. Yeah. So, and time, sometimes being forced from above, you, you need to solve the problem. Meaning to say like, Wi-Fi, wi Wi-Fi has its own limitations. So if you want to have a bigger coverage to cover the whole kampong, for example, Wi-Fi might not be the, the best solution because Wi-Fi with 2.0, uh, six gigahertz, uh, they, they have this uh, limitation of, uh, you know, penetration within the, the leaves, you know, the trees and all that. So it cannot be the, the best solution. So you need to have a different technology to cover different coverage area. So then I joined the telco. Again, I'm back to the telco. I feel that enough with the, the government. Then I return to the telco. The telco have a very fast-moving journey. So Redtone is interested in uh, creating a new business entity. So uh, we created uh, Redtone IoT, uh, an entity subsidiary, to work on smart city. So we have a solutions like this, which meant for the uh, for the for the municipal for the reporting purpose, so they can uh, have the information of complaints whatever into a single portal. Yeah. So the lessons learned, what we have is that. In Redtone IT, that we quickly launched the product, you know, very fancy launching. Cost of launching can be very high, but you got to understand the customers. If the customers is very slow, moving customers, sometimes it takes you longer time for them to uh, to get traction. Uh, working in an organization which is also large, you might have problems of working in silos. You might have products by other division. If you don't take the opportunity to cross-sell your product, for example, if you go to one customer, you should be selling with your product and other people's product, I mean other division's product. You need to do a bundling. So you must take that bundling opportunity. So a single customer cannot have two to three parties approaching them. So one party approaches them, but you bundle the product together from different division. Uh, uh, for example, like Redtone, they, they, they are under Berjaya, so Berjaya have different companies. So we didn't take that, we, did, uh, we didn't take that opportunity or difficult to get that uh, opportunity to leverage other companies. So uh, this is one of the things that we, we learned. And we got to understand that doing an enterprise uh, business, the B2B, is, takes a longer time. Huh? So you have to take a choice as an entrepreneur. You want to focus on B2C. Marketing can be, cost can be very high. 
or B2B, the sales cycle can be very long, period. Uh, so there's a big challenge between B2B and B2C. So in the part two journey, so this is the real startup journey. When I say the real startup, it means that uh, I didn't, at, uh, the real startup means that uh, it is on my own. With Rayton IoT, is still under entity within a big organization. So a real startup is when you stand on your own, with your own money to build your own story. So the leap of faith starts when started when I was in the Silicon Valley trip. I was there and see that a lot of startups are being, you know, successfully. You can see like uh, uh, Dropbox with a very small cubicle now become a big organization. So you can see Google, you can see Apple. So it's a lot of companies there make you excited and feel that you can you can take the whole world. <laughs> That's why when I came back, I feel that let's let's form an let's form a startup company. So with uh, our founders. We set up and started our journey by building a solutions to help the elderly people. Using a wearable device, we can help uh, uh, monitor them from remote, the health pattern and their security. So now we have extended our solutions into FaberSense. Uh, we have the Rocket, which is the original Faber, uh, Faber Health. And then we have Discover, then we have IoT platform. So let me tell you the, the story of how we changed the pivot during before and after. So before this, when we launched our uh, IoT middleware, uh, we offered this to all organizations because we feel that we cannot build our own solution. So we need to make this an ecosystem, making that as a horizontal platform. So you come in and create your own solutions. So to build our own solutions take a longer time, but we will work with other parties to create their own solutions, to subscribe to the platform, connect their sensors, create their own IoT solutions. So we... we, we but then we realized that there is this problem of uh, awareness about the platform. The community is not big. Uh, the, the university are still learning about IoT. So they have not complete their, their IoT syllabus. So sometimes they are missing certain components. We come in and help them. So like this platform can be used for the universities to use. So now the journey, they have, we have grown our uh, IoT developers, not only from Malaysia, 80% of them from Malaysia, but uh, some of them from other countries around the world. Yeah, so now we have more than about 4,000 from 109 countries around the world. So you can join the favorite IT community if you want to, just scan it off and then uh, you, can, you can join this. So then we have FaberSense. We started off this FaberSense, uh, continue our work from Redtone IoT. We, we, we build a platform that can crowdsense uh, using a mobile app, make reporting and then... Uh, create a trouble ticket and solve the problem. And then we have the solutions of uh, Rakib. Rakib is the one that we have extend our solutions for monitoring the senior citizens. Uh, and then we extend this for helping the Hajj people. So the Hajj people, they, they need to have this device, the same device, but now it's able to be used by uh, all, part, all people around the world. And this device have the same parameters of health and also security. Uh, then the issue of we have to find a way of how to make sure that it can roam. There's no M2M devices can roam. Now we have to find a telco that can help us for roaming. And then we have to do the trial period. We are here, but we need to test out in Hajj, in, in over there, so to ensure that it works fine. So now we also have partners that test the, 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 the device in other countries. So we have to understand also, if people are using this for Hajj, how, how's their user behavior? Are they using that regularly to test it out? 
And then the market, the business model, we got to understand how to go to market, how to sell it. And then we also realized that people say that just if you want to track the users, why can't you just use a mobile app? Then we, we pivot our product and then we, we create what we call Discover. So when Discover is just a mobile app that being used the GPS in the mobile app that you can uh, use this for traveling purposes. For example, if you want to travel with a group of tour guide, the tour guide travel in the group, the tour guide will know exactly the location of your tourists. Yeah? So uh, when you are with the family, the family can you know, move around easily and you can still track where they are. So uh, there is a dashboard to see the location of all your group members. It's private to you. And then you will know exactly their location, where their path, their history of their, their, their traveling. And then from there, you will know whenever they, they enter or exit to a certain geofencing area. Yeah. So this is discovered. So we started off with traveling. That was before COVID. Then when COVID happens, traveling stops. So the problem is, what can we do with that? So we, we try to offer these solutions for uh, monitoring the, the COVID-19 patients. But unfortunately, uh, it was not happening. Uh, the government didn't take this, this proposal. Then we have, to, we have pivoted it again after COVID uh, happened is that we changed Discover to become a family app. So the, with the family app, you have like solutions like uh, you have a list, you have posts, you can it's just like you have a family organizer app. Uh, you can share what to-do list, the grocery, grocery list, you have planner, what you want to do with your family, your plans and all that. Uh, but again, the, the, the places is still there, the location, the one that we have in Discover earlier. And, and then we have SOS, we have chat and all that. So we have turned this product for family organizer. And uh, now it's being used by, by, by many people. This is a consumer product. Yeah? So as, uh, can, Dr. Pazan, can we download the app now? Yes, yes, you can. So you can scan this or you can go to the App Store or the Google Play and search for uh, Discover. So as it's, a, it's a free app, like this. Yeah? Is it a free app? Yes, it's a free freemium app. So it's free <laughs> for certain uh, uh, functions. Yeah, they're also premium version. I, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but we are in the, we go on to go to the next QA, Q&A yeah. session, if any. Sure. All right. So far, I, I think there is no question. All right. So like I promised, I would like to go back to Dr. Suba. Uh, okay, Dr. Suba, just now uh, when Dr. Mazlan uh, shared the challenges, it seems that it is similar to the challenges that we are facing. I would be taking a long time from the, you know, from the prototype to become commercialized. Is there any way that we can speed up the process? I think uh, merging, uh, collaborating with the business people, like industry, uh, those like, let's say you uh, develop a product in IoT, uh, you think that it's very innovative and uh, you have published some ideas and people say, okay, but the moment you want to bring into commercialization, I think uh, 
that's where the like industry like a uh, favorite will come in they have the practical approach to market and uh, uh, commercialization so by having a collaboration to the industry player i think we can uh, push our our, no- our knowledge our innovation to the industry so i think dr mazlan will agree with me uh, basically uh, they always come back to faculty like fist used to come back and show us the product and ask us to develop if the de- the development idea is uh, feasible in term of economic and uh, practical use i think they can uh, bring it back to the commercialization stage and dr mazlan what do you think yes uh, one of the things that i can uh, can advise is that uh doing doing the uh product development you need to understand that there is certain things you can outsource or you can work with a partner there are certain things that you focus on your novelty for example in iot you can either uh, novelty in the device you design your device but you have to work with platform player like us or you can build uh, you can have another partner who's on analytics or if you are good in analytics just focus on that don't think about building your own hardware build your own platform uh, that Correct. will speed up a lot of uh, your decision making to test out the market so no, no. later once you have established that you can design your own product but initially work with the partner dr matlan i think one of the things uh, back to question from uh, dr i mean swami uh, is that that is there something missing in uh, our development i mean whatever the product or whatever the research that we are doing there are some embedded knowledge that we doesn't have that from the industry you see uh, sometimes we develop something to certain stage and we think that as a academic we think that is a commercialized product we can commercialize or bring it to the market but when it go to the industry the industry will push us back okay go and do back again some of the things missing do you have had that experience can you share with us yes uh the the mistake is always when you don't engage at the early stage of yes. the user requirement the customer requirements sometimes you only pick one or two but you didn't ask the rest it's okay if you want to test your assumptions that's why like the agile development process you have this build measure and then you iterate you quickly do that you build you measure it and get the customer feedback you iterate it back and develop again so that's why a lot of times we need to have a minimum viable product most of the time we we feel that we just build a very complete product and then we test it out that's what happened when uh, previously in my previous company they say that after one year or two years then we test out to the market don't show to the customer yet that's a big problem so the moment you have completed and then you want to show to the the, the customer is already two years down the road and the customer's uh, requirement have changed so like us when we build discover within 3 months we already have the product out to test out to the market so we listen okay. to the customer we change and we iterate back but actually uh, let's say in that manner if uh, let's say i am academic still i am academic i'm uh, pursuing a final year project or industrial training or some kind of uh, development projects uh, with uh, some uh, little grant and all that i think what are the missing component that you can suggest to us I mean one thing you just mentioned is actually our usability study i mean a requirement uh, analysis all that uh, beside that uh, how to we start up I mean you should have a some, some uh, like now you are on favorites you already have the fundamentals so you want to develop on top of the platform that you created your platform is very robust 
and stable. So we, on top of it, you want to develop something is there. But for us, we are actually with the we, we don't have the platform, and then we don't have the niche understanding. Uh, is this? I mean, we are missing some of the knowledge that we we cannot say that uh, this is workable or not. And then when yeah. you come to the let's say when you come to like uh, we go for e science grant like a Dana e grant kind of a presentation, or even you go to our own parent company Telecom, they would simply reject. Okay, this is there is no feasibility on that. The failure rate of uh, our research is, I mean, in term of commercialization, our failure rate is very high still compared to the you guys in the commercial in, in, uh, environment. Can you give a note on that? Yeah, when we develop our platform, it's still the same thing like in the research lab. It's a very, very raw platform at the early stage. It took us about one year to, more than one year to make it stable and to ensure that it can offer this to the customers. But I think my suggestion in the university is that if you want to build in-house, yes, the first few years, maybe it's not stable yet, but please continue the project based on the current platform. Most of the time when you have another project, you create a separate project altogether, not utilizing the previous platform. And that's where the issue is. You are, again, you are trying to build again and you start off from zero. Next year, you start off from zero again. So yeah. you should be leveraging from the existing platform, make it more stable, more modules, more features uh, to be incorporated to the existing platform. So plan clearly what are the platform that you want to build that going to be used for commercial. Don't change it every time. Oh, I'm scared to interrupt two experts when they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, one of the important, just I want to touch a little bit on the financial part uh, to Dr. Mazlan. Uh, at the moment, we 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 heard uh, there are certain government help, okay, and also uh, grants or funds. So for students, let's say after they graduated, they want to, uh, other than the universities, okay, what can the industry, you know, help in terms of uh, expedite uh, their ideas to become a product? Or is there any help from the government or the industry? Uh, yeah, I think like any entrepreneur, to start off, you, you need to have that, you know, uh, the one that have to, you have to bootstrap. Like, there's nothing that you can do. You, you cannot stop a project without any bootstrapping. You need to have some saving first if you don't have anything. But at least you start off with your own money to show that you are committed. And then you can approach like organizations like uh, Magic, for example. Magic or any accelerator, but Magic is the best one. Lah. Uh, Magic will help you in terms of uh, to start off your projects, giving you ideas. And from there, you can pitch your ideas, get members. You can even get uh, maybe other members like you, know, you want to find another CTO. If you want to become the CEO, you have the business, but you want to find the CTO. Then business matching and all that will, will happen. Eh? So I think uh, uh, that will not cost you, uh, I'm not sure whether there is cost, but there is certain training that you will need to undergo through. Lah. But magic is one of the places that you can go. Uh, Dr. Mazlan, I have a personal question. This one is about uh, your company. Eh? So one of the key things that I highlighted is one of the key problems with uh, new entrepreneurs is getting the team set up. Okay, the, the, the work team, I mean, his partners and all that key people in the small setup. What is the your experience huh, when you hire people? 
what are the criteria that you think that young entrepreneurs must look into because most of the time when the young entrepreneurs come in they look for their peer group either they are skillful or not skillful because they are friends they become a partner but over the time the challenges of uh, setting up running a entrepreneurship in the in the long run actually the friendship become uh, fragile and all kind of things problem student i mean one of the workers uh, walk away and a key people are walk away and you may face a lot of problem can you give us some uh, insight on how we should uh, hire people and what what is the basis that you use in uh, setting up your company earlier part of my organization when we set up fabric uh, my team is very senior people who have been uh, working in previously with me and they have uh, already uh, experience of many years so uh, actually not all have that that mindset or the 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 commitment to become an entrepreneur or work in a, in a smaller company you are you are very familiar with all the perks in a very big organization right. and suddenly you become a small organization then you know a ceo can become like chief everything officer right not chief executive <laughs> officer so you do a lot of of the things by yourself right. so yeah, you right. need to understand that the 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 lifestyle needs to be changed but i love the kind the current uh, start that i have is very young is fresh graduate uh, they are they don't have baggage they don't have anything in their mind what cannot be done is always can be done so i love that kind of mentality so uh, senior senior people might have all this baggage you know there's so many experience that, that they thought that everything cannot be done but if you have young engineers they don't have anything so they feel that it's challenge challenging environment so we need to have a challenging environment and sure that they they are clear vision what they want to build and how actually their their contribution to the, the company and what then they will, you need to show them what have they built something which is something new that can transform the human life can transform the the, the business they they need to be be part of the organization it's not coming to the office and go back just like you know any office people so it's a slightly different organization you you have to be you have to be part of the the whole organization and believe in what you do and you have to yeah. be proud of what you build i think a strong uh, leadership is very important key uh, when you mentioned like that that uh, you know should be able to absorb their problem at the same time uh, keep the fire on all the time <laughs> yes that, that's the the third part of my journey that i didn't able to explain yes, yes. the marketing okay. and the branding part so uh, now i think alhamdulillah with with the thing that we have been doing so far and when people talk about iot they they remember favorite as one of the organizations yes, in malaysia yes of course all right panels uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you but our time is uh, almost over so uh, i it is interesting to know from dr mazan he said that you never to be uh, too old to become an entrepreneur so maybe when i'm retired i can still be an entrepreneur <coughs> All right, so uh, I think we are nearing the end for the Q&A session. Um, okay. Uh, I would like to uh, see my uh, my gratitude to both our panels, uh, Dr. Mazlan and Dr. Suba for joining us for this quite a heat discussion also. Uh. Actually, there are a lot of things to discuss. 
uh, anyway, probably we can have another, you know, topic or session in the future. And I would also suggest that we can look to other webinar series that we have on our uh, MMU live. Okay, so there are a lot of interesting topics for the audience. Okay, so thank you very much, Dr. Mazlan, Dr. Suba, for your interesting yeah. thoughts and opinion. Thank you. Thank you. So I think that's all for today. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you to the audience. Uh, we will see you in the next series.